360 degrees. Hot high, 360 degrees. Hot high, 306. 306. 360 degrees. Hot Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. The show is written, produced, and is broadcasting live from Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory known to settlers as the Bay Area. Tonight, we ask, how can our art be part of the resistance? Specifically, theater. On tonight's show, I am joined live in studio by John Tracy and Desi Soleil of local theater company, Theater First. We will discuss their show, Between Us, which opens this Sunday, Desi's role as the late Marie Laveau, and how T1 is doing theater differently. Plus, we will have a ticket giveaway. You don't want to miss this. All that tonight on Full Circle. I'm your host, Kat Petru. Please stay with us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome again to Full Circle. Tonight, I am joined live in studio by two members of local theater company, Theater First. John Tracy, artistic facilitator, and Desi Soleil, who plays Marie Laveau in T1's upcoming program entitled Between Us. First, a bit more about John and Desi. John works internationally as a director, playwright, designer, educator, and facilitator. His list of awards is long. He's the artistic facilitator for Theater First, co-artistic director of Groundswell, the International Theater Intensive, and a proud member of SDC, the Union for Stage Directors and Choreographers. Desi Soleil is a prismatic artist co-creating embodiments of the divine through explorations in images, spoken word, and movement. Her recent work includes starring in the independent feature film Like, Reply, Share, Alter Theater's Bondage by Starfinch, Camposanto's Ethos de Masquerade, and her role as Moses in T1's latest production of The Farm, which happens to be written by John Tracy. I am so thrilled to have you both here this evening. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to Full Circle. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So, before we talk about your newest work, Between Us, I'd love to know more about the roots and vision of Theater First. Sure. So, John, you are one of the founders of the company. How did it come into being? Thanks for asking. First, I, I think it's may, might be unfair to say founder. Um, I, um, you know, the, the theater company w was founded over twenty years ago and has gone through a, a series of artistic directors. And um, um, it, just about two years ago, there was a, um, my predecessor, Michael Storm, who had built the theater company um, to a certain point, decided to shif shift what he was doing, and they. Uh, uh, possibility came up to to take over, and I was at a point in my career where I thought that might be an interesting way to explore some of the some of some of the things that had been troubling me mm -hmm. in the in the theater I'd, I'd grown to understand over the last um, 
28 years, 30 years doing it. Um, and, uh, and, and I suppose that we kind of had to start there with what, what those prompts were. Um, I mean, first and foremost, in in exploring the Bay Area theater scene, I feel very, very, very lucky to uh, have met, learned from so many different voices and, and, and amazing and, uh, uh, creatives. Um, but there's a, a lot of things that be, go left unsaid, um, not only in the Bay Area, nationally and in the world of theater. Um, we, um, we, we throw a lot of words around. Um, if you look at most mission statements, you're going to probably see what? You're going to see... Uh, Probably the word progressive. Mm, you're probably going to see. Yeah, diversity. you're going to see the word diversity. Probably going to get a going to get a nice inclusion in there, yeah. and um, even multicultural. You might get multicultural in yeah. there, and so um, it seemed like um, it seemed like we needed to dig in and burrow into what those ideas were and how ultimately. Um, a lot of the ways that those were being explored or being promoted was actually just continuing to centralize white supremacy. Yeah. Um, so um, when I sat down with the board of Theater First, I had a, a seven-page manifesto of what I thought um, would make it worthwhile to uh, stop doing as much freelance as I was doing. A lot of things might have been worthwhile uh, to stop doing as much freelance as I was doing. But in this situation... Um, Moving into something like this, um, I knew that it needed to the the, the theater company itself sort of needed it needed to pivot to become an exploratory arts organization looking at social and economic justice. That's what I was interested in, and through that, um, <laughs> you know, we um, you know we we started, and and the, the big starts were to um, rip it all apart. <laughs> and say, let's just start over with these three mandates as a place to just begin exploration. And those three mandates were that every every sector of the company, from the board to our staff to our um, contractors to the makeup of our casts to and all the creative teams, would, uh, would follow the mandates of at least two-thirds persons of color, at least 50% female, and at least one-third queer, na- queer narrative. Um, and those weren't thought of as answers, they were thought of as questions to, to burrow into, and hopefully they would just drive us to the next question and the next question and the next question. Um, and um, we, one of the first questions about that was when we looked at um, the national theater scene uh, and looking at these words diversity and inclusion and stuff, I was like, okay, well, all of these can say that, but by and large, as an example, there's like someone saying, well, look at our diverse theater company. Over 50% of this cast was not white. And we can just, like, even that statement alone is like, ah. <laughs> and, but digging deeper than that, and like, okay, let's, hey, let's say you had two-thirds. But what's a number when you're still, most of the time, mm-hmm. just telling white stories? Yep. And, um, can we dig into that? So, that question meant, well, why don't we ask this question? What would happen if we became not only an all-new works company, but an all-from-the-ground-up incubator space that, um, mm-hmm. that if nothing else, a place to start was that the folks would be at the, we would be very, we would understand deeply 
who was at the center of the storytelling. From that, we would try a lot of different explorations as well. We would, and 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 some of those explorations went really, really wonderfully, um, and we learned so much from. And some of them fell on their face, and we learned from those too. And here we are in my second season there as a facilitator, um, and. Everything we're doing now are further questions off of what we learned from the first season. Mm-hmm. Kind of brings us to where we are. Yeah. Um, I want to spend a little more time on this topic before we um, listen to, before we jump into Between Us. So, yeah. Desi, this is your third show with T1, is that right? Yes. Yeah. I've been living it live oak. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so we'll get into your experience with Between Us shortly. Yeah. But... I just, I would love to hear your reflections on anything that John just shared, and also why do you keep going back to T1? Eh, they keep calling me. <laughs> They're yeah. giving you jobs. No, John doesn't know this, but a year ago mm. in November, I was working a show at the Aurora, and a friend who was in the cast told me about John mm. and Peter First. I was like, that sounds so awesome. I want to be in one of their shows one day, <laughs> and here I am. Yeah, careful um, what you wish for. Yeah. Um, I'm really in love with the mission of this company and not just, you know, it's not just talk. It's really about centering the voices whose stories are being told and doing that in a really integrated way. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was honestly very jaded when I first got into theater doing a lot of white productions where I was the token brown person. I was like, I, theater's not me. I can't do it. Um, (laughs) And I made the commitment like to myself that I was only going to do shows and be a part of work that is in alignment with my spirit, you know? So Mm. this has all really been divine alignment for me. Um, And it's just been so much family Mm. at the table, like literally... um, so me doing, you know, bondage with Star Finch, then being able to come back and do one of her pieces um, in Participants. Mm-hmm. And Britt is a dear a sister. I've worked with her in Ethos de Masquerade. Um, and then The Farm was very fun. Right. <laughs> and for listeners, Participants and The Farm are both T1 shows. Bondage yeah. was some another place, but yeah. it's like some of the same playwrights and directors mm-hmm. and actors circulating, doing, you know, yeah, and building this community. What yeah. I would say would be like some of the most up-and-coming, cutting-edge, like, genius voices of, like, queer black women, black women coming out of the Bay Area in terms of theater, so. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. There's so much to get into. Um, Maybe I'll just really quickly read, because it's so good. I know language is so important. I'm going to read the mission of theater first. Then we will go, then we'll play a trailer um, for Between Us, okay? How's that sound? Sounds great. Great. So, just for, your, for you listening audience, Theater First seeks to revolutionize the intersection of audience, artist, and activism. Now an all-in-house development company, the staff board and creative teams are built to explore how best to lift and amplify marginalized stories. Making theater a place where social justice happens means breaking down perceived barriers so that we all might explore an equitable, equitable world. Mm. So... We'll, we'll speak more directly to how exactly they go about doing that. For now, let's listen to the trailer for Between Us.
name is Britt Frazier. I'm the playwright behind Laveau. My name is Jeffrey Lowe. I'm the playwright behind Seven Fingers. My name is Katie May. I'm the playwright behind Pussy Hat. I'm Cleveland Smith, the playwright behind Just One Day. My name is Noel Venus Lopez. I'm the playwright behind La Profesora. My name is James Tracy. I wrote the play The Racket with my brother John Tracy. I'm Jeannie Sakata, and I'm the playwright behind Turning the Page. Laveau is about black resilience and resistance because black women have a lineage, a beautiful, powerful, magical lineage, whether we call ourselves brujas, mambos, or not. Seven Fingers is the story of Larry Itliong, a Filipino-American social activist and one of the primary leaders amongst the Filipino-American migrant farm working community. There currently aren't too many stories out there about Filipino-American heroes and their contributions to the fabric of our country. And I think that the swagger and confidence that this man held uh, makes for just a fascinating character. I got the ability to make you think I'm funny. You guys might think I'm ugly, but you talk to me for a couple hours. I'm Pussy Hat is about protest and joining a movement and the sort of dangerous naivete that a lot of white people especially bring to that. Um, as well as about the difficult, uncomfortable process of confronting our own privilege and the space that we take up as a result of that. Just One Day is the story of Esther, a young black woman in rural Mississippi uh, on the eve of the first observance of MLK Day as a national holiday, who is struggling to find and more importantly, to use her voice. Uh, the legacy of our great leaders uh, can best be measured by the struggles and the triumphs of those who follow, both as contemporaries in the street uh, as well as in time. La Profesora is about Nibia Saro Sadare, who was a 24-year-old professor in 1973 who was killed by the Uruguayan military dictatorship. I think it's important that the world hear about this piece, Nibia's story, and the story of the civic military dictatorship in Uruguay, because it shows how silence and partisanship can lead to um, economic and civil unrest and how participating in government and being an active member of society is important for everybody's future. We tell the story of Smedley Butler, the decorated Marine General who came to believe that war is a racket. He exposed a fascist plot to overthrow the U.S. government in the 1930s. Look! <coughs> Makes me so damn mad a whole lot of people speak of you as tramps. By God, they didn't speak of you as tramps in 1917 and 18. Take it from me, this is the greatest demonstration of Americanism we've ever had. Aiko Herzig Yoshinaga. Aiko is a second-generation Japanese-American woman who, in the 1980s, discovered crucial evidence that the United States government was lying to the Supreme Court when it said there was military necessity to mass incarcerate all people of Japanese ancestry behind barbed wire on the West Coast. And I would like the world to know about Aiko because in a time when there are reports of governmental misconduct in our news daily and lies emanating from our Oval Office daily, it is very important to know that you and I as ordinary citizens can make a difference like Aiko did. 
listening to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM. I'm your host, Kat Petru, and I'm joined live in studio by Theater First, Desi Soleil and John Tracy to talk about their latest work, Between Us, the trailer for which we just played. Uh, a reminder that we will be offering a ticket giveaway on tonight's show, so please stay tuned for details. So the voices that you just heard in this trailer, which we'll link to, by the way, on our site, kpfaapprentice.org, so you can see the accompanying visuals. Uh, The voices are those of the playwrights for Between Us. How did they all come together? How did you choose which stories to tell? Um, That's a really great question. As I look at them, you know, you go through this evolutionary process with everything and sometimes you you forget the seed a little bit um, but uh, I think uh, some of the prompts uh, that, that brought us here were after our first season we did want to see look at the uh, the positive end and I want to be clear the the negative attributes of intersectionality and pluralism hmm. um, mm-hmm. we and if you look at our whole season this year in one way or another there's a lot of exploration in that so so um, it was interesting to bring together a group of, uh, say, like, let's look at solo pieces because we definitely wanted to look at history um, and what happens when you put solo piece when you put when you put any two stories next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, how people create connections between those two things right. is a is a moment for them to explore their own accountability and responsibility. Um, we do want to we do want to share space. We do want to explore what plural, plurality is, but we also want to simultaneously look at what autonomy looks like within that. Mm-hmm. So what I, um, I I really appreciate watching all of these pieces develop is how. Um, and, and I think this is true of our last piece, participants in its own right, was that there was there's there's no um, and Desi, feel please mm-hmm. chime in if, <laughs> if, if you if you care care to. Um, there's no need for one piece to somehow be in a united front with the other mm-hmm. pieces. Um, we want to see that there can be autonomy um, w- uh, between between these things simultaneously. Um, Another prompt within that is something that I know we've gone back and forth a little bit is mm-hmm. this this idea of how I personally um, um, uh, am concerned about how we use the word empathy. Okay. And that um, I oftentimes find it something that should be such a positive word is actually used as a, a tool to privileged sure. and, in order to try to... Um, um, it, it seems like a lot of times empathy is used in this way of going like, I can't actually support you unless I ah, just gotta walk that mile in your shoes. Right. And uh, the concept <laughs> of like, <laughs> hey everybody, um, actually like, uh, uh, as I look at Desi, I'm like, I'll never walk a mile in your mm. shoes. I'll never know your struggle. But that shouldn't stop me from supporting and lifting who mm. you are. Mm. And that maybe. Maybe instead of trying to either reduce your life to a place where I feel I can enter or self-aggrandize myself to a place where I feel like I can be anyone, maybe instead, and here we go, watch how I put it all together, <laughs> say, maybe we can just really carve out and honor the space between us. Oh. What? And, oh. and that, is, that, is, that is directly where the title came from okay. and the idea of having these individual solo pieces where mm-hmm. people, um, some from history, some um, created 
uh, in order to talk about a, a, a historical moment. Um, could we could we could look at how we just communicate our stories to one another and where we get lost in those things and um, where 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 humanity does bring us together. Um, where humanity uh, really just um, uh, breaks us down and yeah. tears us apart, and some of the odd uh, truces that we'll we will uh, create without words, and um, the odd deals we'll make just to survive the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm listening to you, and you want to chime in too? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just just checking, just checking. Um, listening to you, two things. One is. I think it would be really helpful to give examples from either participants or maybe more appropriately between us about mm-hmm. this distinction you're making mm-hmm. between plurality and autonomy and that space between us. Mm-hmm. So that would be great. Maybe we can talk about examples from program A. Sure. And then also I want to name what something I think I'm hearing you like say between the lines, which is mm. this concept of incommensurability. If we address the reality that theater historically in this country is white supremacist that it mm-hmm. it was made for and by white people mm-hmm. what happens when you dismantle that can mm-hmm. you can that be dismantled a and b what happens and um sometimes things are written or made or told not for you they're not yeah. for or about you and yeah. that's okay yeah um and i think that's really helpful whether you're watching live theater reading an essay watching a film it's not all about any there there are the the work of like solidarity or coalition building means I think doing what you're talking about, which is is getting into that autonomy, self determination, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like coexisting realities that don't always exactly map onto one another. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go into that, Desi? <laughs> uh, I'll jump in and please. I just don't. I don't want to take. I don't want to take up too much space. Um, but um, like, listen. I, th- I think it's a good way of of talking about something. Like, we don't want to pretend anything else with our potential audience, and we want them to know what they're walking into the space. And we are an anti-white supremacy theater arts organization. We want to be clear about that. We want to be clear about the idea that um, we don't want, we don't have any time for folks that go, that go, you know what, and I'm going to say, we don't have any time for white folks that are like, you know what, yeah, we're just going to, we can fix this. We can fix this. We're we're not there. If you say you want to fix white supremacy, it means that you think that somewhere at the roots of it is something to fix. We're saying we want to break it. We want to start over And we don't want the next step to be that we are going hand in hand into the future. The next step has to be listening to the disenfranchised, listening to those that have struggled, and let them lead. That is the next step. And if anyone has another way of looking at they can come, but they're coming to a theater company that believes hard in that ideal. Great. So can you relate that to... Um, maybe one of the four pieces in program A of Between Us? I think we can relate it to all of the pieces. Um, and the idea, again, as you said, as we've been talking about, about what it is to... One, we, we don't have a lot of rules at Theater First. We have a lot of ideas. Um, but one of them is 
his hey playwright, hey actor, hey director, hey artist, hey creator. Don't you no longer have to package your story mm -hmm. for mass consumption, mm -hmm. and you don't. How much all of us have been trained, whether ever told directly, but probably indirectly, that it has to speak to this audience, and I put audience in quotes, and that audience mm -hmm. is um, one that is for most um, folks in power that are talking, using the word audience is code for those that are paying the bills, right. and um, and. Presently and historically, that is uh, that is mostly um, folks that um, identify with 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 whiteness. Mm -hmm. um, so that there is this um, drive to just how how do, how does how does this get packaged to this audience? How can and unfortunately, that's just that's just doubling down on. Uh, these uh, these um, reductive mythological ideas on, on, and 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 other and continuing to other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you look at Program A, when you look at Larry Itliong's piece, when you look at Lavo, when you look at um, Pussy Hat in his own right, uh, and when you look at Just One Day, what I think is the most interesting point is that. No, none of these have been packaged, but they're but they're also on some level hyper aware of whatever audience was going to walk in there, there mm -hmm. that night, and it's going to entirely change the dynamic of that piece and mm -hmm. the conflict, which is of course what we thrive on in the space is how. What do I communicate? What story must be there, and why? Mm -hmm. And what do I hold for myself? Yeah. What isn't yours to have to understand? Mm -hmm. And. And I, I think some folks are going to walk away confused by some of the pieces and challenged by some of the pieces, and some of them are going to make false connections to those pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I th and, and I hope that after watching four in a row and having four different experiences in those ways and finding their ways into those, they'll be able to walk away, ooh, again, with no zero answers questions got it yeah yeah well let's listen to this sound from um larry it leong let's see it's seven fingers the story of larry it leong is one of the pieces in program a <laughs> Listening to Full Circle on 94.1 FM KPFA. I'm Kat Petru, your host for the hour, and I am live in studio with John Tracy and Desi Soleil of local theater company Theater First. Uh, 
Theater First, or T1 as it's often called, is a ra- uh, takes a radical approach to theater making, calling on all players to take an active role from directors to playwrights to actors to audience. So tonight we're discussing their upcoming work between us. And the sound you just heard is from Seven Fingers, the story of Larry Itliong, one of the seven intimate portraits revealed through the show's two programs. And we've been talking more about how Theater First takes this different approach to an actively anti-white supremacist approach to theater making. So you talked a bit about program A. If there's anything you want to add about program B, please do so. And then um, I'm really excited to hear from Desi about her experience playing Marie Laveau. Well, I just, of course, just want to name the wonderful folks. And then absolutely, Program B is uh, three different pieces. One is La Profesora, uh, the story of Nibia Sabasagari, uh, written and directed by Noel Vinas. Um, Turning the Page, the story of Aiko Hersig Yosinaga by Jeannie Sakata, directed by Jeffrey Lowe. And The Racket, which is the story of Smedley Butler, which is uh, written by my brother James Tracy and myself. And it's directed directed by Robert Parsons. Awesome. Um, These stories are all, every single story is really interesting. And I'll just say a few quick things about their um, timeliness. So let's see, it's La La Profesora, the story of Nibia Saba Salgaray, um, is about an Uruguayan woman who will fight her government to get justice for her murdered sister. And it reminds me of Berta Cáceres, who was recently murdered in Honduras, um, defending land, defending her people, defending indigenous rights. Uh, super common. We can look to Standing Rock and the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, at the lengths to which our government will go both on our la- on so-called American soil and ab- abroad staging coups, staging murders. So that's incredibly timely. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I also found it super interesting to learn a tiny bit about Aiko Herzig Yoshinaga, um, which is from Turning the Page, and um, just even challenging the term Japanese internment camps and Mm. naming it for what it was as um, concentration camps, just like the Nazi Mm -hmm. Holocaust. Mm. And and she did this work uh, that calls out the premeditated governmental misconduct, which made reparations possible after... Um, over 100,000 Japanese Americans were incarcerated during World War II. So mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah, and those get, are just mm. two of the seven. Yeah. If you want to add something quickly, otherwise... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, just yeah. to add, it was, uh, we were lucky in the fact that it was the uh, one piece where Heiko is still with us and mm-hmm. um, Jeannie worked very closely <sighs> with her on the piece. Yeah. Yeah. She's the only one who's still with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fast. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So I wanted to say Between Us opens February 18th and runs through March 10th at the Live Oak Theater, which is really just down the street from KPFA at Mm -hmm. 1301 Shattuck Avenue in Berkeley. Um, We'll have a ticket giveaway for a set of tickets, two sets of tickets, actually, for programs A and B. And we'll give out the phone number soon to call in for those tickets. Additionally, we'll share links on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, for more info. And uh, 
to call the theater, you can call 510-981-8150 uh, for tickets and information as well, should you not be so lucky as to win tickets tonight. <laughs> so we have the extremely talented Desi uh, Soleil with us here tonight. It's true, I've seen her now um, <laughs> in two shows. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, in between us, she embodies the powerful, beloved, and I think often misunderstood voodoo queen Marie Laveau. Let's take a listen to some sound from this piece. Kai 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 gemaya olodo kai 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 asesu olodo kai 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 gemaya olodo kai 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 asesu olodo la dio que 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 gemaya Okay, you are listening to Full Circle here on 94.1 FM, and that was Brujas by Princess Nokia, which serves as part of the soundscape for Laveau, a conjuring of Marie Laveau, one of seven intimate portraits portrayed in theater for his upcoming work, Between Us. We're about to speak with actor Desi Soleil, who plays Marie Laveau. First, let's listen to a recitation of an African prayer uh, central to Laveau's story. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. On the third day, he ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Amen. Yes. Uh, who was reading that? <laughs> Brit Frazier. Oh, so she, okay, so, um, which, who's the playwright? Playwright. The playwright. The wonderful, brilliant playwright. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. So I have a lot of questions for Desi that hopefully we'll have time to get to. <laughs> but the first one is, um, can you just talk about who Marie Laveau was? Yes, so Marie, Marie Laveau is known, um, for those who are in the know, as the voodoo queen uh, or Reine de la Magie Africaine dans le Nouveau Monde. Mm -hmm. um, so she was a free woman of color during the 1800s in New Orleans. Um, she was born to a free native and black mother and a free uh, black father. Um, her ancestry is native African, Spanish, French, and she, I mean, she had a career as a nurse. She was a hairdresser. So a lot of, you know, the stories are about her beginning that uh, root work in the salon, you know, getting to know what's going on in the town, hearing from the different women and also, you know, the crown, the head is a very, mm. that's, um, 
a, a portal for, for us women. So, you know, it could have been that she was doing a lot of healing, you know, on people's Absolutely. crown chakras, right? Um, but ultimately she was, um, she was a healer and she was, she was also, yeah, she was, she was a very motherly um, figure and energy. It was a healer for her community and really was, I mean, it, it's unheard of that the kind of power she had in her time. Um, she was sought after by politicians, mayors, um, all of them white, right? And this time, this free woman of color. Um, and she, I mean, sh she was very financially independent. And uh, ultimately, she was using all of that um, for liberation. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, her obituary was in the New York Times. Hmm. Yeah. And, and this in, was like the... Eight, in 1881. Eight, right. Like, mm. which right. is... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ama am amazing. But yes, many misconceptions. Yes. Uh, Do you want to speak to those before uh, I ask you another uh, question? Do you not have to? Sure. Well, sure. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of people who have been making money off of her name for yeah. a long time. And there's stories of all kind of people who claim to be her descendants, mm -hmm. right, after she passed. Um, there is a lot of mixed histories between her and uh, Marie Laveau II, her daughter. Mm. But as far as uh, Mama Laveau goes, they kind of really have done her dirty. Mm. Um, I love Angela Bassett, but American Horror Story, that was whack. Uh, mm. You know, it is very sensational. Um, she steals babies, makes zombies. Wow. Um, but right. Okay. no so one ever talks about how she was freeing people. Mm. Yeah. How she was freeing her people. It's like the classic that's what she was subjugation about. of a bruja, yeah. which a powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. woman, a powerful woman of she color. She was like doing domination stuff. Right. And, um, but ultimately, she was about love and like uplifting yeah. her people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was, I was, when I was uh, like thinking through this earlier, I love the title of this piece, A Conjuring of Marie Laveau. Um, given the spiritual might of her legacy, what does this task, Conjuring Marie Laveau, mean to you? Uh -huh, right? It's a lot. It's a lot. And I do so with um, serious uh, gratitude and humility um, to the Most High, to my ancestors for allowing me to be a vessel for this piece. Um, because this is serious work that we're doing here, you know, um, this is ultimately about healing. So you can look at it two ways, like a conjuring of Marie Laveau could be, you know, I'm embodying her. We're bringing her energy work. We're calling upon Mama Laveau's energy into the space mm -hmm. and also a conjuring of. So an imagining of or co-creating of what maybe a conjure might look like in this time for this time mm. that Marie Laveau might do mm. as a, mm. a, a prescription for for the times. Yes. Um, that actually, okay, so that leads right to the next question. <laughs> um, a central theme in between us is the, the personal is political. So amidst black genocide here and globally, mm -hmm. um, this work celebrates the black woman as God. And you had Britt Frazier, black female Ooh. playwright, yes. and Margot Hall, black yes. female director. Dream team. I know. <laughs> so 
Um, what's my question? I mean, can you just <laughs> t- like what what it, like what does that mean to you to yeah. theater to liberation to healing? This is deep, right? It's um, as I said, it's been such a divinely aligned experience that I'm so thankful for, and really, as dreams comes true. Um, yes, the personal is political. Like for Black women, women of color, um, just surviving being breathing breathing in that peace of the ease of our breath to quote Brett Fraser <laughs> um, is a feat that's you know that is political right yep. yeah so um, you know this is definitely not I haven't seen a lot of this work being done you know I've definitely not had the opportunity really to do this kind of work um but it's, yeah, we, we so need this, yeah. you know, we need this space to, to heal and reflect, you know, it's not just about the good. It's like, it's this, this is what, you know, many of the pieces on all of the, the pieces that Theater First are about is like the duality, looking at the shadow and the light, yeah. you know, and having to own up to those elements. Right. Um, but ultimately how are we going to transmute that right. in the space? And the more we know about our history, the better prepared we are to show up to this moment right. to do the work. Right. Right. So I want to, um, we can, we're going to take a music break shortly. And when we come back, we'll talk a bit more about Laveau and, and uh, uh, more from Theater First. I promised you a ticket giveaway. Um, Theater First is generous, generously offering um, a set of four tickets, two sets of four tickets to see between us. Um, so that's, a pair for A and B, uh, you can call 510-848-4425 uh, to get these tickets. We'll be giving tickets away to the fifth and sixth caller. Um, again, between us run so you can plan your calendar uh, uh, from February 18th to March 10th at the Live Oak Theater, 1301 Shattuck Avenue in Berkeley. You can find more at theaterfirst.com. Uh, that's theater spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Um Okay, so call us here at the station now, 510-848-4425, 510-848-4425 to get your tickets, callers five and six. Let's take a music break and we will come back with more from John Tracy and Desi Soleil. Take them, river, 
Welcome again to Full Circle here on 94.1 FM KPFA. I'm Kat Petru coming to you live in studio with Desi Soleil and John Tracy mm. of Theater First. Before the break, we were discussing Desi's role as Marie Laveau in T1's upcoming work Between Us. And the song you just heard is River by Ibei, Cuban-French twin sisters honoring their ancestry and the Yoruba deity Oshun, goddess of the sweet waters. Um, Desi, I wanted to ask you, how could or how do you hope this piece might, this piece being uh, a conjuring of Marie Laveau, Mm -hmm. how do you hope it might transform viewers? Yeah. Um, One, on a very mundane level, um, it's, you know, we're first having to kind of rectify some history, fact check, yeah. um, just having to spell all this, uh, what Britt calls it, gumbo yaya, and that's what Marie Laveau called it, um, gossip, gumbo yaya. Mm-hmm. Um, but on an energetic level, it's really a, a cleansing, you know, so I'm hoping people's, you know, auras, auras will leave lighter, right, mm. <laughs> as they leave the space, and um you know, this piece is specifically for black women and women of color who show up, who who spirit brings to the theater. 
Um, and, and for those sisters, um, I hope, and we all hope, that they leave with, with fear completely banished mm. from their psyche mm. and mm. their heart and their soul. And with an understanding that um, it's not real and it doesn't belong to them. And, um, yeah, a, a re, a remembering, right? It's, this piece is a remembering. Remember who you are. Like one, yes, you're, you know, you're not the body, right? You're spirit, soul. With this ancestry, with this lineage, remember who you are. You have the power, you know, um, and to quote Brit's words in Laveau, remember words are spells. Mm. Conjure yourself clean. Set yourself free. You know, that's ultimately, that's, that's the tagline. I get mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Words are spells. Spells. Spelling. Spells. Words yeah. are spells. Spelled. Yeah. That's, yeah, absolutely. Like, mm. like, it's pretty phenomenal what happens <laughs> if you take that seriously. Right. And why... Doing stuff like this, having shows like this is so meaningful. Mm. Mm. Um, I wanted to remind listeners that uh, just for those who missed it, we we do have a ticket giveaway um, and the dates are that the show opens th- uh, this Sunday, mm-hmm. February 18th and runs all the way through March 10th. Um, shows are which days of the week? We run um, Thursday through Sunday, and just to just to be uh, clarifying, it's the program A and program B are in repertory, which means that uh, they go back Lingo. and forth. Yeah, you know, they, so um, we switch around each week. But let's just say program A is a Thursday, and then on Friday you have B, and then there's a matinee and an evening on both Saturdays and Sundays. So you can actually buy um, online. We have a, a, a deal uh, to to uh, just so if you buy both on the same day. You get an extra few dollars off. Um, and, uh, you know, we're up here in North Berkeley where there's lots of wonderful dinner to get between shows. Hey. hey. Program A on Sunday will start at, will open at 2. 2 o'clock. Program B will be at 7 o'clock. Seven. Uh, every other uh, time, 8 o'clock. Okay. But for our opening, 7 o'clock, and, 7 o'clock. And all that's on the website. And, and for anyone who, um, for our callers 5 and 6 who win these tickets, um, you'll be able to contact theater first to sort out when um, yeah. when you want to see the show um okay is there any I really want to uh, give some airtime to a little bit more about broader work theater first is doing but is there any last piece you wanted to share Desi about Marie Laveau <laughs> <laughs> oh I just hope y'all get to come come and feel cleansing um I'm just just overwhelmed with gratitude for this it's it's a very um, close piece to me in that um, my ancestry is, is very close to home with her mm-hmm. uh, from IET so so yeah it's just a blessing I'm excited mm-hmm. to be here thank you Desi mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you um, so Theater First partnered with Berkeley High yeah. for Between Us. Yeah. So we were actually working with Berkeley High all uh, season long, and I sat down with uh, their uh, drama teacher, Jordan Weiner, who I've actually known for many years, and 
asked him, and it's sort of like our going question to folks that we were working with, like, what can we do for you? Where it's already pretty clear what you can do for us, right? Um, so he, he said, like, yeah, everyone comes at us because they need uh, someone to run tech crew on their shows. Um, that's cool, but um, what we'd love to do is get our kids on stage. And I'm like, all right, well, hey, we're doing theater in a very particular way, and we'd love to bring some of those models over to Berkeley High and then figure out how to how to bring them right over to our space. So uh, we've done different things on different shows. Um, for Between Us, which is, of course, where all these uh, solo shows about revolutionaries or revolutionary times, um, Anthony Clarbo is a national... Uh, playwright who uh, has worked closely with uh, Theater First actually went into Berkeley High and built solo pieces with, with high school students. I hear over 90 students actually were involved wow. in this, which is pretty amazing. And I went in to watch some of them when I could, and the moment the first person opened their mouth, I just you know, started to uh, uh, kind of openly weep, just the kind of the concept <laughs> of like, all this is for this right here, this is it. Um, we're opening each performance of Between Us with one to two of those pieces with, oh. the, with the high school students there doing their work. Yes. And we just wanted to amplify it all the way there. And that was like sort of our promise to Berkeley Highs. We will mm. get your kids there. Yeah. And we will, they, their work needs to make it all the way to our audience. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty great. I wanna um, I wanna make sure that we can announce uh, recipients for the for the tickets. So um, we'll let you know when we have that information, <laughs> and um, and that's amazing. I didn't realize that the students were performing, and mm -hmm. and I can speak to so participants is the the last piece that you all did, and yeah. you made a concerted effort to get organizers and activists into the room. Yeah, um, ordinary people moderating. Um, oh, cool! We have recipients winners. Um, Cool. Okay. Okay. So much is <laughs> happening over here. Um, so that's that's one of the ways in which you actualize your mission, yeah. um, which is amazing. Be, uh, before we forget, because we have just a few more minutes left in the show, congratulations to Chris's, to Chris Valentine <laughs> um, and Chris Weidenbach. Um, you get to go see Between Us. I'm so excited for you. I hope you have someone phenomenal to bring with you to the show. And for everyone else, uh, they can go to theaterfirst.com, T-H-E-A-T-R-E-F-I-R-S-T.com, mm -hmm. um, or call... What's the phone number? Does anyone know it off the top of their head? I don't know where my piece of paper went. We're unfortunately dibs that I don't. I don't even know the phone number. We do so much of it online. I'll find it. Yeah. You can also go to kbfaapprentice.org, um, which is our website, and all the information will be there. Yay. Mm, cool. I can't find the phone number. So, <laughs> any last words you want to share before we wrap up this evening? Uh, hey, just, you know, if folks are interested in the things that we're talking about, please come see our work, support our work. Um, if you have questions about it, uh, my email address is jon at theaterfirst.com. I'll take anyone out for coffee that wants to talk about what we're doing and how to get involved. We're always looking for new ways to... Um, to just ask these questions of equity and representation. So please, and, look us up. And I found the phone number. It's 510-510-5555. Yeah. 
is the number to call for Theater First. Some of our listeners aren't as much on the email or the internet, so that's important to give out. Um, uh, There's so much. um, (laughs) Anything you want to say about upcoming seasons? In like three words. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say that uh, I'm so, so excited about our next piece, the final piece of this season, which is uh, called Wafrica 123, which is uh, about uh, sexual identity in Kenya by Nick uh, Hadikwa Emaluko and uh, directed by Lisa Evans. And we're just creating an amazing team right now on that. And I just, I couldn't be more humbled to have any part of bringing that Peace. Brilliant. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Thank you both so much for Thank being you. here. It Thank is you. so inspiring to discuss the myriad ways making art is part of freedom movements, um, the freedom movements of our time. So thank you for the incredible work you do and um, to listeners for supporting local theater. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Tune in next week to Full Circle to hear from our very own Free Will and Franklin about food chains. One last reminder that we, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, are now accepting applications. You can find info and application form on kbfaapprentice.org. Our executive producer is Miss Sam. Our technical director is Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. I've been your host, Kat Petru. Thanks to Darlene on the board and Sharon, Aria, and Steve, our tech assistant team. Thank you for joining us tonight on Full Circle. Stay tuned. La Onda Bajita is next.